Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 66 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, we're going to consider should you rent or buy your own home. Now, whether you own your own home or you don't have your own home yet, hopefully you're going to find this very thought-provoking. The UK is a nation of homeowners. Most people aspire to own their own home because it means they have a foot on the property ladder. Now, given that property prices generally go up over time in the UK, most people realise that if they don't have a foot on the ladder, they may well miss out and may not be able to afford to buy in the future. However, I would suggest that there are some circumstances when you actually might want to rent instead of buy. And so we're going to explore these in this episode of the podcast. Now, most people think that they are buying an asset if they own their own home. And I would agree that whilst the value tends to go up over the long term, In the meantime, you need to pay the mortgage on your own home, which requires cash input from you every single month. If you can't afford to pay the mortgage, your home will get repossessed. In his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki explains that a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket, whereas an asset is something that puts money into your pocket. This means that for most people, their own home is in fact a liability and not an asset because it takes cash out of your pocket every single month to pay your home mortgage. Now, if you have a rental property, as long as you buy at the right price in the right area with strong rental demand, then the rent will not only cover the cost of the mortgage and the other costs, but actually generate cash flow as an income for you. In other words, it's a true asset. However, there are a few ways of making your own home also an asset. When I bought my very first property, I did this kind of by accident because I rented out two of the rooms to my friends who were still studying university and the rent they paid covered the mortgage and most of the bills. So my home was in fact an asset and I was able to live there for free. That allowed me to save most of my salary, which helped me to buy my second property. Now, there are actually some tax incentives to do this. You can rent out rooms in your own home under the government's rent-a-room scheme and make up to £7,500 a year tax-free. So well worth doing if your lifestyle permits. Maybe not so ideal if you're married with kids, but if you have no dependents living with you, then it can be a very good strategy. I also did it because I didn't want to live on my own. I liked the company of other people, and so it worked in both ways. Now, a number of my clients have rented out parts of their own homes. Sometimes it's rooms, sometimes it might be an annex, on a very short-term basis as serviced accommodation through websites like Airbnb, and that has generated great income for them and so made their home an asset. And most people believe that you need to own a home before you can obtain a buy-to-let mortgage. Well, that's not strictly correct. Whilst there might be more mortgages available to you if you own your own home, you can still get a buy-to-let mortgage even if it's your very first property. For example, 
If you buy your property in a company structure, there are mortgage companies who will lend money to a brand new business with no experience, no track record. It's all based on the quality of the investment property you're buying. Now, obviously, you need to speak to a good independent mortgage broker who's got access to the full market. And obviously, you can meet them at your local property investor network meeting. Now, some people believe that if you don't own a property yet, instead of using your money as a deposit to buy your own home, instead, you should rent somewhere to live yourself and use that deposit money to buy an investment property that's going to start generating an income for you. At least you've still got your foot on the property ladder, but you just don't live in the property that you own. Now, there's some property gurus, such as Grant Cardone, who goes as far as saying you should actually sell your own home and put the money into investment properties. Now, I think that's a little bit drastic, uh, but, you know, for some people that might make sense. If you already own a home and want to buy more investment property, what most people do is they remortgage their own home to release equity that you can use as deposits to buy more rental properties. And frankly, this is how most people start when they get involved in property and gives them enough money to buy their first few rental properties. Some of my clients have wanted to do this, but maybe due to their personal circumstances, they've not been able to release equity uh, because maybe they haven't had enough personal income to be able to do that. Remember, on your own home, it's your income will dictate how much money you can release, whereas on a rental property, it's more about the income from that property. And so instead, these people have actually moved out of their own home. They've turned them into a buy-to-let property. And then based on the rental income they've been able to achieve, they've been able to refinance the property as a buy-to-let, take out funds and use that money to go and buy more investment property. Now, the biggest problem for most first-home buyers to get onto the ladder is that usually they don't have enough deposit money. They haven't been able to save enough deposit. Or sometimes they can't actually get uh, enough of a big enough mortgage to be able to afford the property they want to live in. So here's a possible solution for you. So you could become a tenant buyer. This means you move into a property as a tenant, but you also have the right to buy that property at some time in the future through a purchase lease option. This means you can add value to the property, you can improve it, and you're going to get the benefit of the potential equity growth rather than the owner of that property. And obviously you fix a price, you have that locked in at the beginning of the contract, so you do have a foot on the ladder. But you also have total flexibility because under the purchase lease option, you have the right to buy if you want to, but not the obligation to do so. Now, this not only works for first-time buyers, but also for people who already own a home. Let's say for some reason you need to move. Maybe your home is not big enough because you've got more family members. Uh, Maybe it's no longer the right location for your work. Or maybe you want to get your kids into a really good school and you don't live in the correct catchment area. So for whatever reason, you need to move out of the house you're currently living in. Now, most people think at this point they would need to sell their home to get a deposit to go and buy their next home. My question is, well, do you really need to do that? There are several solutions here. So although you've been living in your own home, maybe it might be suitable as a rental property. 
you could move out of the property, change the mortgage to a let to buy mortgage, where you get to release some equity to use for the deposit for your next home. So instead of selling that property, if it's suitable as rental, you retain it. Then obviously you can go and buy your next home or you could decide to rent instead. And then the money that you've released from the first home, you can use to go and buy another investment property. So in other words, you'd have then two rental properties and you would rent a property to live in yourself. Now, to do this, obviously, your home would need to stack up as a rental property and it's got to be in the right kind of location for the type of tenants you're trying to attract. And sometimes your own home just might not work. Uh, it's not the right location, in which case selling it might actually be the best solution if you do indeed have to move to a different area. Now, if you decide to sell, just remember you have a choice. Do you really need to buy another home to live in? Uh, of course, if you want to keep your foot on the ladder, you need to buy a property, but instead of buying a new home, you could just rent somewhere to live in and instead use the equity from the sale as the deposit for your next investment property. So in, the, in, in this way, you're still on the property ladder. Now remember, successful investors think differently to most homeowners. So you do need to think about these things. I own quite a lot of property uh, in my own name and in some companies, but right now I don't own my own home. Now I'm very happy living in a really nice, large three bedroom apartment in a great location in Edgbaston in Birmingham. Now I am looking for a new home because my partner and I, we want to have a garden, but rather than tie up hundreds of thousands of pounds and have to get a huge mortgage, I'm really quite happy finding a great property to live in as a tenant buyer with a purchase lease option in place. Now, I've already done this once before on a lovely home in Edgbaston, but for various reasons decided not to exercise the option to buy on that particular property. I got to try the property before I had to buy the property. And I'm very pleased I had that option because otherwise I could have made an expensive mistake. If I'd have just bought that property and later found out that it wasn't really suitable, then I'd have to sell and find another one and that all costs time and money to do. Now, obviously the owner of the property who granted the purchase lease option to me as a tenant buyer was a bit disappointed that I didn't buy, but because we looked after the property as tenants, they invited me and my partner to continue renting for a while until they were able to sell the house to someone else, which they did, and they sold it for more money than they were going to get from me, so they were very happy in the end. Now, let's look at this from a different angle for a moment. You might already own some rental properties that you don't want anymore, and so selling your properties that you don't want to tenant buyers could be a great solution for you. Now, I've got properties in my portfolio, which I've purchased over the last 25 years, which, to be honest, I wouldn't buy again if I had a second choice. At the time, they seem like good deals based on my knowledge at the time. Now, I've sold several properties to tenant buyers and they move into the property. They look after it and they treat it like their own home. And so that means there's no need for you to employ a letting agent and the tenants take care of all the maintenance and they even add value to the property very often. So in other words, although you still own it, you have no hassle of actually owning it and actually get more income because you don't have to pay a letting agent. 
Now you get to sell the property to these people at the current full market price. So it could be a real win-win for you. Now, to be honest, they don't always decide to buy. Sometimes they move on, as I did with that property in Edgebaston, in which case you just get to sell on the open market if it's a good time to do that. Or if it's not a good time to sell, you can just find another tenant buyer who can take over the property and start looking after it for you. Obviously, you need to make sure that they can afford the property in the future, i.e. get a mortgage on it. Otherwise, there's no point putting them into the property now. So I do hope this podcast has stimulated your thinking about whether you should rent or buy your own home. Now, I've mentioned purchase these options and tenant buyers in this podcast. If you'd like to learn more about that, I'm running some live online training all about how you can use purchase lease options. You can register at this website, www.plotraining.com. We're going to put a link in the show notes for you as well, but come and check it out, www.plotraining.com. And I think you'll have your mind opened as to just what you can achieve using the incredible strategy that is purchase lease options. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.